Damn it. All right. I had recorded an emergency one that I just posted right now the other night. So it's going to be a back-to-back, and I realize I broke the chain again. Building good habits is hard. It's super, super hard. And the best way to do it, from what I've been told, is these chains that I keep breaking. That's why I refer to it as I broke the chain. Seinfeld's actually the one that I heard talk about this. You know, he said if you're trying to build a habit, every time you accomplish it, you know, make yourself a little link, like out of paper or whatever. You know, and just, when you get two days, link them together. Three, and just, by the time the chain's long enough, you'll have a cheat, you'll have built an ingrained habit, and you'll be seeing results from it. Like, it just, that's just how it is. You will be seeing results from it. So, man, allergies has got me today. I'm sniffling a little bit. But, anyway, the... The thing I want to talk about today is piggybacking on what the emergency one was that I forgot to post, but it's this whole GameStop thing. This is awesome. Oh my God. Like, I'm still so, so stoked about this. The, the things that this is illustrating, if, you, if you're not familiar with this, I'm not going to get into it right now, and I'm not even going to do one of those work throughs. Jump on TikTok, Google it, whatever. Get caught up, just pause this, go get caught up, you know, you can do it in 10 or 15 minutes, come back, and we'll talk about it. Okay, welcome back. The the people are taking the power back. There's been this political turmoil for a long time, and that's always going to exist in a country that's still getting its legs under it, a new kind of culture a revolutionary experiment like America is a work in progress and it's always probably going to be like it's kind of baked into the structures that that self-improvement is part of the country's construction you know which should be that's how people should be that's how groups should be that's how companies should be families everything always needs to be a work in progress nothing's ever perfect you know and go read my article on my blog about Jeet Kune Do. It was Bruce Lee's martial art that was kind of the pioneer of mixed martial arts. But the philosophy was, take the good from what you experience, eliminate the bad, and add what's uniquely your own. You know? Like, that is America in a nutshell. You know, people came here with this just... We want to just be able to do what we want attitude. A lot of it was religious based, you know, and we didn't get it right, (laughs) but it was progress. One way that we are seeing this progress right now is that the retail investor, which if you're not familiar with investing, this is a new phenomenon. Back in the 70s and 80s, was kind of the birth of a revolution where people started having access to the stock market through some really pioneering, you know, financial visionaries. Jack Bogle is one of them. You know, he put, like, the power to the people, 
Like that was the very one of the very first revolutionaries in that uh, you know that realm. You know, give the power to the people. You know, like he started attacking information uh, disadvantages, access disadvantages. You know, and he did it in a way that was very very like smart and collected, you know, very conservative, you know, very taking the big picture in mind. Now, the powers that be have been hacking the financial game for a long time, adding in things like derivatives, you know, and speculation and the concept of hedging. Hedging is a fancy word for gambling. When you hedge an investment, you put money out or you take on some kind of risk that involves a prediction of what the future is going to look like. You know, not just is the company going to do good or bad, but down to like anything. Like this thing is just an absolute free for all on how much they can you know, bet whether or not things are going to go up, you know, every day they think of a new way to like, just, they call it hedging, but it's really just to bilk money out of being a non-producer. So the, the gambles that they take in an industry that should really pride itself on, you know, precision and tries to, you know, like the, the financial industry is heavily regulated, heavily regulated. They take things super serious and they do not tolerate bullshit, you know, which is good. You know, the economy matters. Like the way we distribute resources, you know, the way we share the wealth, like the stock market is the best tool we have right now. But, as with anything, the people who have, especially who have a lot based on a little, are trying to rig the game. And they have for a long time. Now, two things kind of converged that blew up their spot. One was that people like Jack Bogles and the others started bringing, investing to the individual. And the other thing is the internet gave individuals a place to talk about this information scarcity and the lack of financial literacy is the problem that the financial services industry solves. They're supposed to advocate. They're supposed to defend. They're supposed to inform, you know, but these hedge funds, don't they speculate they speculate and they they get to play by a different set of rules or in the absence of rules so and the financial industry has a lot of examples like this where the gain that you're allowed to play the leeway that you get the risk that you're allowed to absorb is based on the money that you have to buy in with you know and there's a logical premise behind that like i can see it you know, you don't, you want, 
you don't want people just having free access to self-destruction. You know, that's the fear. Is that if someone only has $10,000 and they end up losing it in the stock market, now that's done a lot more destruction than someone who has a million losing 50 grand. Okay? So I get it, but at the same time, what ends up happening is as this time goes on and these layers and layers and layers get added on and the dollar amounts involved get higher and higher and higher, you start seeing... I'm sorry for the sniffles, man. The pollen is killing me today. The, uh... You know, what you start seeing is these situations where people are gaming the system. And who's better at gaming things than gamers? Maybe not gamers per se. I hope I'm not offending any gamers by equating them with the people that are spearheading this revolution. Whether it's their direct intent or not. You know, um, I, like I said, I don't know what research you know, you guys did when you paused it, but I know there's some connection on this to Occupy Wall Street, but whatever, like regardless of what it is, it is the first shots fired battle that we've seen where the retail investor did something disruptive and the institutional investors retaliated by trying to change the rules downstream you know they fought for deregulation they fought for more and more opportunities to take more and more risk and fuck around and they got caught you know like they got caught there's people out there who read the fucking data saw an opportunity does this sound familiar hedge fund people they saw an opportunity for arbitrage and they took it a collective of almost 3 million people, last I read, all participated in the game. And they won. They're winning right now. You know? And that's why I'm a fan of conservative institutions that don't play with retail people's money. Because it's risky. But, outside of good fiduciaries... Like, if you're going to have a speculation game and everybody can play, then get ready. You know? GameStop didn't work out. Number one, like, I'm going to drop a lot of F-bombs here, so buckle up. But fuck them. Fuck them. If you're so leveraged that a bet going wrong can bankrupt your company, then you did not deserve a company. There's no way you didn't realize that that kind of risk had been taken on. And fuck off if it goes bad. You don't get your fucking lottery ticket money back if you lose. You don't get your fucking change back from the slot machine if the pool doesn't go. And if you fucking went all in on crushing a company and it didn't go under because people wanted to buy it, go fuck yourself. You lost. Get out of here. You lost and you don't even deserve to play anymore because your reaction to losing was to start fucking cheating. Was to start trying to change the rules. And you're always going to be on the side of wrong 
whenever you're trying to do something like this, when you get in there and your complaint sounds like they can't do this, only us. Yeah, nothing, I, I, I mean, nothing falls under that umbrella cleanly. You know, like a doctor saying like, you know, a heart surgeon saying, I, you know, I should do the heart surgery, not someone who specializes in something else. Okay, there you go. That's the kind of, you know, framework you have to be within. To go in there and be like, no, we can fuck around. But if someone sees what we're doing and, and flips the script, fuck them. You know, I'm not anti-billionaire by any way. But you don't get to keep the game to yourself. That's fucking stupid. You know, like these individual investors, some of them made millions. And if somebody goes from being worth six billion to one, and 5,000 millionaires fall out of it, fuck them. Fuck them. Like, fuck them hard and fuck them again. Number one, being down to your last billion, nobody gives a fuck. Even if you zero out, the fact that you made it to that billion level means that your network, like the, the things that you know, the experience that you have, the people and, and the systems that you have access to, like try again, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Stop drinking so much Starbucks. Go fuck yourself. Go back to school. Do whatever it takes. But if you got there once and you can't get there again, you never deserve to be there in the first place. You fucking cheated. You fucking hacked it. You fucking rode the easy train. However you got there. If you go into zero, means that, you know, you're busted out and you can't fucking come back, then go somewhere else and do something else. Fuck you. Nobody gives a shit if someone at the poker table loses all their money and they can't buy in. You weren't good at poker. Stop playing. You know, if you are good, fucking go deliver some fucking, you know, Uber Eats or something and get back in the game. But fuck them. I warned you about the F-bombs. Seriously. They're so... <laughs> like, again, I would never want this to be enforced like there's no this can't be put in by force but what is wrong with people where if you've got over a hundred billion dollars in worth you know redistributing that like the amount of effort that people like they, the amount of hesitation people have to redistribute wealth because they want to qualify the return on the investment Another thing, go fuck yourself. You know, I'm not saying throw it out the window, but there's somebody falling into a million dollars. Like someone got a gift of stock and this shit blew to the moon and boom. Now all of a sudden you've got money to last the rest of your life and generational wealth. At a million dollars, that's the functional money where off of that, you can set yourself up for generational wealth. Like you can set up education accounts for your kids. You can set up some type of trust. 
to leave money behind or to set up funds to distribute money like charitable trusts you know where you put some money in there and it just distributes the interest like all these things are options once you start having a million dollars in an account like the choices that you have will force you to grow or you'll lose it and again if you have a million dollars and you lose it you are fucking around like money has a really cool feature to it it has an escape velocity you know like if you have ten thousand dollars in an ira that's going to take decades to turn into generational wealth not impossible you know but it takes time if you have ten million dollars the interest off of that in a very, very safe, low-earning account, like investment uh, framework, can give you six-figure income for life. And there'd be so much left over that you can start companies. You know, you can help people out if you want. I, I mean, you can do, like, there's, and there's enough to leave behind when you die, regardless of how young you are when you start. Like $10 million makes money, you know? And then you start seeing people with like 10 million to a hundred million or a hundred million and more, you know, or billionaires. Most billionaires are billionaires, like not in a cash sense, you know, it's equated to some type of value of assets that they own or a company that they're, you know, own. But like a hundred million dollars, like to spend the interest on that would take effort. Like, I don't know, like what's in your Amazon shopping cart, but to be able to fucking spend crazy amounts of money a lot is difficult. You know, you spend a hundred thousand dollars on a vacation, you know, for two weeks like, that's insane, the type of experience you can have for $100,000. That's 10% of a return on a million-dollar investment for the year. You know? You cash out your gains. You pay some taxes. You know, you still got enough money to fucking... To, to have the most insane two-week or one-month family trip. Now you only got 11 months left. <laughs> you know? Like... You would have to be constantly thinking of shit to do and deploying that, you know? Like, it's not... Spending a lot of money... Like, the, it's easy to spend a few hundred bucks a day, you know, if you're really trying. But I like that old movie, Brewster's Millions, you know, <laughs> where he's got to spend all this money really fast and it just starts showing, like, money begets money. So anyway, circling back to these people who communicated like i don't even know if it's fair to call it coordination early like it definitely looks like it now but all they were doing early on was kind of communicating hey i like this stock i like it because of this people were reading that you know it's no different than like a financial disclosure you know it's just somebody putting it in a bite size uh, comment on a Reddit thread or however all this stuff is happening. You know? 
and whatever strategy they think they're going to be able to put the genie back in that bottle is not going to work. Like, it's not even possible. Like, you're talking about either having to restrict communication or restrict access to the market. I sincerely apologize for all the sniffles. But, anyway. I'm a huge fan of this. You know? Because, again, power to the people is most... The, that power is most significant when it's financial. Like hitting people in the pockets is much more productive than having a political argument with them. You know, nobody's willing to budge on things like that. It strikes the ego too deep. We're not there yet, maturity wise, as a nation. We got to get our education in order before that really starts reaching critical mass. But in this case, where people are like putting the First Amendment and putting the, you know, putting a face on financial segregation. Because let's just call it what it is. It's financial apartheid. The people who have tons of money, like, and we're talking billions, like insane difficult to calculate amounts of money like these people not making more billions are trying to and succeeding in a lot of ways we'll see how it all plays out but historically they win you know historically the people who have less resources lose but in this case because there's this internet out there allowing people to coordinate their thoughts and efforts they might win this one and that'll be huge you know again i'm not anti-billionaire but i have absolutely no fears of a country that has zero billionaires as opposed to 600 and millions of millionaires I have no problem with that. You know, that type of redistribution is how wealth inequality gets solved. Not by defending people, you know, not 600 individual billionaires. And again, I'm not talking about confiscation or anything insane like that. I'm talking about leveling the playing field as far as access and opportunity and taking the lumps where they go, you know? So, like, people like Elon Musk are extraordinary on a level that is always gonna have this super disproportionate amount of reward. You know? Like, I have no problem with someone being a billionaire who's landing rockets at sea who's getting gas cars off the road, who's just doing it better, you know? Especially a legitimately self-made person like that who did it through brute force education. He read, he learned, he got proficient. He's a continuous learner. He stays at the cutting edge, you know? 
and he's got more money than anybody else in the entire world telling him that he can just hang it up. You know? Like, that's it. <laughs> you know, I mean, imagine just having that, you know, like that, it, it, just an anomaly of a work ethic like that. Where, you, you know, you're full, you just ate, but you're going to eat again. And then you're going to eat again. Then you're going to eat again. And, do, you know, equating that to just work. You know, seven days a week, like, non-stop. Just work, work, work. Work, work, work. And they're like, dude, you're the richest guy in the world. He's like, keep going. To the moon. <laughs> Ad Astra. To, to Mars. Like, you know? Like, that only comes from the intent being bigger than the reward. Like, he was not doing it to become the richest person in the world. Otherwise, he'd be taking a victory lap. He did it to change the world and go to Mars. So, anyway. Get read up on that revolution if you're not familiar with it. It's fucking amazing. Viva la revolution! Alright, I love y'all. Have a great day.